Hello and welcome to Ballers in Pajamas. In this episode of the podcast, we'll cover the topics of UCL analysis along with the Man City project and Lionel Messi situation. I have the guests Nihar and Vignesh with me to talk more about it. So let's get right into it. So coming to Bayern Munich in the finals. So do you think Nihar the the season of Bayern Munich's treble was better than the previous one? No, Shubham, I don't think so exactly. And the point is, we can't even compare both the teams. Both the teams are equally good on paper, but the previous Bayern team faced faced all the teams two leg ties in UCL, and they played a full season, just like every other club in Europe. But the present Bayern team got some advantage, I feel, because they got efficient break just before the UCL one month odd break they got, and they got good time to practice, rest, everything. and they got their legs freshened up and more obviously the domestic campaign well it's actually a good thing that came they came back from very low position i suppose in the recent years but overall we really can't say but i personally feel the previous bayern team were better than this just because of this covid interference yeah so vignesh so many opportunities missed in the first half for psg i mean uh, clearly neymar missing a couple of them but again noya making a very good save So, what do you think should be really the missing point over here in in PSG's loss? The team as such is good, right? You have a lot of good players: Neymar, Mbappe, uh, Verratti coming during substitutions. So, as such, it's a good team. But I just really feel that they need to be hitting their mark a little bit more. Like in the semi-finals, you know, it's all fine if you know there's one two players who are like doing the maximum, and others are like still at an okay level. But when you come to the finals and you're facing a team like Bayern Munich, literally everybody has to go all out. Neuer was really good with the saves, but PSG had some very good chances and they could have capitalized on it, but sadly they could not. But I would say it's a good play at least from the defensive point of view. Um, Koeman obviously had such a good goal, but Thiago Silva did what he could. Uh, you know, he was like a wall in the defense. making sure every cross was you know thrown to a corner or cleared out so that is the one good takeaway i would say from the game well there was a whole lot of difference between the goals scored in the the later three stages of the tournament for bayern munich if you see the quarter finals the semis and the final so i mean what do you have to say on that you know what was the change in tactics by the bayern coach i would like to say see before they faced barcelona they were mentally prepared and they could see or they could sense some fear in barcelona's camp i suppose because barcelona were like last few years they were eliminated in a very humiliating way in europe especially so and bayern were already confident enough and they just capitalized on barcelona's weakness i mean barcelona players didn't try to stop the Force that is coming on towards them. So eventually they ran rampage on rampage on them. But coming to PSG, they knew it's a final and they knew PSG can do counter attack very well. They knew PSG have pacey players in them. So I think the Bayern's defenders didn't commit themselves too forward. And once they got a lead and they didn't try to attack much, I suppose. So I guess they were happy with the one nil lead. And at the end, only the trophy matters, not the scoreline. And that is very right, actually. Um, as you said, you know, 
Mbappe and Neymar, you can't give them too much space. So the defenders had to stick to their line. And yeah, so whenever they, I think Ben got the ball forward, they're looking to make sure that um, they scored or they play, passed well with the players that they had. They made sure not to commit too many people forward, you know. So just in case um, their passing did not go through, they didn't want an immediate counter-attack, which would lead to a goal. So I think that way, yes, Ben was pretty uh, tactical. They made sure to commit only enough players so that there's no uh, danger from a counter-attack. So, Vignesh, like, do you think like Tuchel deserves to stay, you know, in PSG? Like, he has really improved the PSG squad that we can clearly see. But was it just the, you know, easier draws that took them to the final? So, we can't exactly say that, right? Because, uh, uh, okay, take the semi-finals, for instance. They did play Leipzig. Leipzig is a pretty good team. They had to make sure um, they weren't getting too many uh, passes away. They had to make sure they had to play critically all the time. Tuchel, as such, uh, I think he's done well. Um, PSG, I think, are doing well right now. And I really don't think changing and getting a new manager, you know, you want to change the players over to a new system, is what they need right now. Because take the take the match itself, right? I mean, of course, they did not score a lot of goals. Like, yeah, uh, They missed some critical chances. But the fact they were able to make the chances, you know, Tuchel obviously... Uh, train them well. So I would say they can go ahead with Tuchel for at least one more year. I definitely feel they might get to uh, get some trophies then. Uh, maybe another final appearance is also possible. But yeah, I don't think a change in managers at this point will be uh, very helpful for them. And what's the future for Mbappe? You know, because the PSG project before the UCL with him has clearly not worked out. So where do you see him going? See, Mbappe was doing everything fine, right? But I just feel he needs more experience uh, with respect to Champions League, right? So he's able to do things with the ball, but it needs to be more critical, right? On the spot, you need to do a lot of things. He's obviously a very great player. I don't think, again, he needs to shift to a team, you know, get used to another uh, club's way. And, you know, so say he comes to EPL, you know, the teams play differently over here. Or maybe do he comes to Real Metro or something. Again, he'll have to shift his style of play again and again. So I would feel it's better if he stays here, like uh, like with Tuchel. He can get more experience right now. And then, then, you know, when he hits a critical point, when he's peaking at a time, I think at that point, if he shifts to uh, maybe Real Metro, who are being rumored to get him, maybe that would be great then. But at this point, it's better he stays. <laughs> That's nice, man. You know, Mbappe, there are so many clubs hunting for him, you know, like Madrid and even Man U might appear from some place. But <laughs> I, I, I really don't know like, if he's going to stay in PSG because he has stayed for so many years now, like two or three seasons. And, you know, they were winning the League One before and they are winning the League One. And I think for him, in his career, I think he should move to a different team. So, apart from that, you know, this, yeah. Yeah, I really support whatever Vignesh said. I mean, I can, I think he can stay there for two more years and if, if and only Thomas stays there, I think the PSG should have some long-term project. Once he might, once if he wins Champions League, I think he'll move abroad. So, it's most probably Real Madrid, obviously, because they are scouting him, they were scouting him and they were always after him. 
because you have to yeah, one more thing you have to consider till this age you still very young so even at 25 to shift to other clubs you will still have a long career ahead of you yes exactly and coming to the players you know you really have to feel for lewandowski for missing out on balland i mean this was really his year to win it yeah i root for him i mean i really want to do something i even signed a petition to announce the balland d'or this year <laughs> i really there is no other clear to say about this year there is no other winner i mean he he topped all the charts i mean he is even the assist provider top assist provider in ucl he is second in golden boot but he would have been for german league had 920 teams playing in that but they have only 18 so he missed out on four matches compared to the other players from europe so i really just he is the worthy winner i mean there is no debate about that this exactly you know like this was really his season because he has done so many wonders for like man munich squad over the years this was his year i really don't know why it got cancelled out just because maybe is presented by the french football association <laughs> yeah really really yeah. sad to see a player missing out on such a thing so coming back to the players like vignesh i mean thiago silva leaving psg like who do you think is the like replacement for him you think is there any player for them who can replace it right now in the squad mm, right now okay so let's look at thiago silva right he came in 2012 13 season that's like eight years uh i definitely feel he might be one of the oldest staying oldest members in the club until he left right now so i think needing somebody like that would be uh losing somebody like that is not easy right uh we saw in the finals he was really like a real wall back there making the difference uh at this point i'm not sure if somebody in the current psg squad can replace him uh verati obviously you know i see him as somebody who can i'm not sure he can lead the team but he definitely has a lot of zeal i would say you know i definitely saw him pushing the team as soon as he came on as a substitute but right now uh psg i would say they just need a good defender uh i'm not sure if they can get one as good as selva was but yeah right now i think if they get anyone good enough to handle the back it would be great is correct no but uh, come to managers you know like how oh, if you see hansi flick when he joined bayern munich in january i guess they were at the seventh place in uh, bundesliga so what do you think has been the role for him like how big a role has he played in turnover i mean you should give entire credit to him he literally revived his <laughs> career i mean Muller was like nowhere in previous manager's plans, right? Soon after he came in, Muller was like given the utmost priority, and he proved it. He gave 20 assists, 20 plus assists in the last season. That is astonishing, considering that guy doesn't have any positional, uh, positional uh, play. I mean, no manager can fix his position where he can be best suited for. And you have to give it to him because mid mid season managerial changes always. doesn't guarantee you success you can take kk city and many other examples right this guy is guided at this level i mean that is astonishing how often it doesn't happen very rare in my opinion
Yeah, definitely what Sehwag said, you know, in like mid, uh, mid-season, you get a new manager, uh, players obviously have to shift to a different style of play, right? I mean, after losing 5-1 to Frankfurt, and, you know, the players' hopes are down at this point. Uh, I think when they got Flick, Flick, I think he did pretty good at that time. Uh, I mean, look how well they did. They were 7th in the league. They went on to win the Bundesliga, and they went on to claim the uh, domestic cup, and then the semi, uh, and then the Champions League final. So I think he did pretty well. Uh, he'll definitely be somebody who will go down in the books as one of the best mid-season managers. So I think that's pretty good. I think he might join the list along with uh, Chelsea's manager who got them the Champions League in uh, 2012. I think he also came on uh, in similar situations. Uh, the previous manager was fired and they got him a mid-season. You know, they said, okay, you stay till the end of the season. And I think he did pretty good by getting them a Champions League win. The yeah, sad thing was he was sacked in that September oh, support, yes, I mean, that October is... or November. <laughs> <laughs> that was really... Like, uh, it was so sad to see. He came and they were like, yeah, bye. He got but still, they pulled on as a legend. You can't argue that. Speaking of like the managers who were fired really quick, Julian Lapotegi, what a season has he had with Sevilla right now, if you see. I mean, he was in tears after that match. He, he It meant so much for him. You know, missing out on Spain national team, then joining Real Madrid and then getting fired in, you know, December after the Clasico. I mean, his career was almost like over for him, but he again joined Sevilla and got them the Euro League. I mean, that was crazy. Well, you know, these, the, these are the moments why you watch football also. I mean, I mean, he did pretty good. You can see how Sevilla played in semi-finals and finals. They came back from deficit, right? They were, they considered a bit early, but still they came back from that. I think he instilled some spirit into the players. He showed them the confidence. Right? I think he did pretty good. I mean, considering that if he fails at Sevilla, his career is obviously over. And he breaks. He breaking down is like very good to see. I mean, not in a wrong way, but still very heart heartwarming thing. So going on to the next topic now, you know, if you see the Man City project, they do pretty good in the league, winning almost ninety percent of their games, scoring n number of goals, everything. But when it comes to Champions League, they always seem to you know choke up in some way. They can't go past round of sixteen or sometimes quarterfinals. Well, I wouldn't say choke up, but they were a bit unlucky, I suppose. Unlucky? They were really unlucky. Yeah, they were really unlucky at the end. I mean, Spurs, you can see last year, I mean, they got the goal ruled out. Atep was already celebrating, I suppose, then. I mean, he went from like 100 to 0 in like a second then. <laughs> but this year against Sterling, the, I mean, it would have been different if he would have let that ball in. I mean, 99 out of 100 times he would have scored, but that day he didn't. So, I just say they're a bit unlucky. And even when they were knocked out by AS Monaco, I mean, that time Pep was not able to instill his philosophies into the team. So, we can give that a pass. And the subsequent year, they faced Liverpool in Champions League. And, you know, Liverpool were like, I think, starting to fire then. And they were literally too good for anyone to handle. They made all their way to finals. So, and they were eventually lost out to Real Madrid. So, and I just said they're just a bit unlucky. Not, I won't say that they are choke up. Barcelona choke up, but Man City <laughs> didn't touch. 
Uh, yeah, I'll definitely follow up with what Neha said. Um, let, let's look at the players itself, right? De Bruyne, obviously, he's the man everybody looks out at the field, you know, getting the ball in from nowhere, getting it to Sterling, Maguero, Jesus. They're all good players, right? The defense, yeah, was not the greatest this season. Um, but he's still trying with his coaching methods, right? But yeah, I would say they're getting unlucky. Maybe just uh, they're doing everything right. And in this one moment, you know, some, one player makes a mistake and then the opponents are like just seizing that moment and not letting go. Uh, you could see that in the Lion match, right? Uh, they were definitely the favorites going on in the win, going into that match. And I pretty much watched that entire match knowing that Manchester City would win. But there were like small mistakes they made and then Lyon just capitalized it, right? They ran all the way uh, into Man City's house, into the penalty box. And at that point, the goalkeeper can't do anything, right? I mean, the players are everywhere. What can he do at that point? So, luck-wise, I would say, um, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, you can't blame luck all the time. But yeah. The team is good. I definitely see next season as a game changer and not just because of all the messy rumors. I think right <laughs> now, you know, uh, I think they're putting their foot into the ground and they're sticking to it. You know, they're going to now start pushing the other side. And I think Champions League, the next season would be pretty interesting. Because So the messy rumors that we are hearing right now, I mean... Where do you think he fits in the Man City squad, Nihar? I mean, Messi joining in the squad will be obviously a boost. But if you see in the other ways, the wages, um, I mean, the obviously the place, you know, it's really difficult for him to adjust in England. So what do you think? Will he be able to move there? I guess, you know, outside of Barcelona, I think if any place he can adjust, it's only at Man City. Because you could see Pep. I mean, he and Pep have some some bonding. I mean, no player-coach have. I mean, Messi literally connects to Pep's philosophies. And moreover, Messi has his best friend over there at Man City, Aguero. <laughs> so, if not a Man City, I don't think so. He could settle at any other club. And moreover, Messi is already used to what Pep's team used to play, right? So, he was at Barcelona for four years, Pep. So, I don't think so. It will be that problematic. But the problematic thing might be his language and his new uh, teammates, the synergy between them. So that might be a bit problem, but let's see how it works even if he goes to Man City. Uh, and the defense to the point of uh, your positional play. Uh, mm-hmm. Messi mostly might play as a right winger or false mm-hmm. nine as he played under Pep. So I don't think so Pep would do much adventurous things with Messi at least in the first season. So now moving on to the defensive side of the Man City's play, you know, you can never leave that thing apart when you talk about Man City. Fernandino for a case, you know, played in the position of centre-back in the uh, quarter-finals. So what do you think, like, just bringing Messi alone won't solve their problems defensively? Uh, they are getting some defenders right now. Uh, Nathan Ake obviously is coming in. They're trying to fill in the holes in the defence, right? But then it'll take more than that, you know. Like, because see, Man City's defense was good, but just like some common mistakes they used to make, and that used to lead to a goal. And you can't blame, you know, the whole team for that. I mean, if you look at Manchester United before, <laughs> that used to happen all the time. <laughs> so Messi coming in would be different. Uh, but if he does come in, I mean, the one thing I'm just hoping to see is the combination with uh, De Bruyne. 
those two sitting mm-hmm. all the way in the midfield <laughs> getting the balls across telling would be like yeah i'm going to hit the uh, get the golden boot for this season it'll be good to see them combining you know all the skill moves and all it'll be good to see i mean just a thought if you see kdb combining with messi i mean kdb will be definitely playing the creator's role over there and if he creates for messi you know the numbers will be skyrocketed for the goals <laughs> that he scores in a season <laughs> i mean he'll break all the records if he goes there and combines with kdb over there exactly so you have messi in the field you know the teams are like okay we actually playing with the guy right you heard about him in the news and if you're going to champions league maybe you meet him there but if you're going to meet him you know maybe on a weekly basis you know teams are now going to be a bit scared so in that way maybe teams might not score a lot so i think the city defense might be happy you know just messy in midfield you know it's like yeah okay so we have one striker on top rest everybody sit in the back we don't let messi score Well, coming to our third topic, which is transfers, you know, a note for the viewers, like in this episode, we'll be only talking about the transfer for Leo Messi, because it's a really big thing right now. And in the upcoming episodes, you'll see all the other transfers that rumors that are there in the world of football. So coming to Leo Messi, I mean, where do you think of him going? Because apart from Man City, which we just discussed, you know, there are contenders like Inter Milan, Juventus, PSG. and some are saying chelsea as well so where do you think he's heading to i would say inter milan i mean they got a good project they kept contend on for other season and they have good players and they are playing good they were second they lost the league by one point and they were in europa final thanks to lukaku's first touch they couldn't win but <laughs> talking about they had a good project actually and they can actually compete for the league title if messi joins them and that's what the thing i can say neymar's friendship nothing else much and there's a lot of money though so you know he might be tempted for that but if you went to cc agnelli is there right so he really wants to have that power in the european uefa basically so if he able to make this thing possible reunited reuniting messi and ronaldo what do you think it will take the type of club football because it will obviously be dominated by serie again the power is again shifting towards serie if this move happens well i mean it would be very good thing to see messi and ronaldo playing for the same team but you have to consider the financial constraints ronaldo himself earns 30 million in wages mm-hmm. messi's present contract mm-hmm. makes him one 50 million in wages at barcelona so combined it will be 80 million so i don't think so it's a very feasible thing which juventus can afford i i heard the rumors where juventus were planning to offload ronaldo because of his high wages but it's they won't do it anyway because they know he is their star player and he is the one who is getting them goals so with the change in management everything so they can't risk losing ronaldo now but i don't think so messi to juventus will ever happen just because of the financial constraints yeah backing up what neha said actually um You know, seeing both of them together would be so different, right? It will be, you're not gonna. It's gonna be like, like literally a juggernaut team at that point. But I feel, um, from you know, just watching good football, I would like to. I like to see them on the other side, 
of the pitch you know facing against each other so i would say inter milan just just so i can you know uh see them you know there uh every match that comes up you know it will be like the el clasico but uh but in italy i don't know the word for that so it will be that will be pretty good to see and uh there's also rumors uh shubham uh, of uh, that um that the basically messi going to manchester city and then ronaldo coming to manchester united they're going to start the rivalry again <laughs> i'm telling you watching manchester united rumors is so fun <laughs> i mean they ready to put a player in man u jersey you know the people the photoshop people are always ready to put in exactly exactly uh you know there's some uh, meme and it was like so nice it was basically like so messi and his lawyers have basically decided that manchester united has the best photoshop team ever <laughs> and i didn't know what else i could do other than love because that's so right i mean we have a rumor for everybody and it's so funny yeah i mean even when man united is linked to dembele i mean who wants dembele right now <laughs> I would say Manchester United want him because you want anybody. Because we're being rumored with like twenty people, and we might buy one of them. So sadly, yeah, we. I don't know how good are these rumors, you know? Because half the time it just yeah. Right now, I don't believe in Manchester United rumors because I used to. You know, they're like. Uh, <laughs> So back in, uh, I think it's 2010 or something. They're like Robin to United and Wesley Snyder to United. Like all these big names. I'm like, yes, they're gonna come. And then nobody came. And I was like, damn, we do have a pretty good Photoshop team. <laughs> so I think, I mean, we have discussed it all, starting from the UCL to Man City situation and the Messi rumors. You know, the rumors are never ending, but. this has been the most entertaining week i could say like in the terms of the transfer market because seeing a big name a legendary club is always big like something like ronaldo leaving the madrid but this one is getting just messier you know with the president in so let's hope everything ends well <laughs> and we'll see you in the next episode